This is episode 129 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. A few weeks back, I promised that we would talk about hope on a different level. We would talk about when we're right in the middle of a situation that's so traumatic that we're not even sure if we can see hope, if we definitely can't feel hope. It's okay for us to recognize we're in that spot, and it's also important for us to know that we're not alone. For that reason, I'm bringing in a guest, and you get to listen in to a conversation that I had recently with Corbin Dooley. Corbin Dooley can identify with the challenges that people face that bring us to the darkest of place. You see, he's a record producer and has had lots of success in that arena. But through journaling about his trauma and writing music, he now is launching his own writings into this world because he writes amazing songs. And his new single is out right now. You want to go download it so you know exactly what we're talking about because we talk about it a lot in this interview. It's called Suicide Survivors Club. That's Suicide Survivors Club, and you know good and well with that title that he gets right to the heart of the issue. Now, his entire album is going to come out in mid-August. It's called Western Trauma. You want to look that up. You want to follow him on YouTube. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so you can do just that. As you listen, get ready to share. I give you permission, permission to share this with anybody out there that you know is going through a hard time, is having a hard time processing it, wanting to come out the other side more hopeful. Corbin Dooley is an alternative singer-songwriter, like I said. He lives in Los Angeles, California, but he grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and you're going to hear that in his music. It has a country-slash-alternative sound, which is kind of my favorite genre, and I wanted to bring him on because he is committing his life to helping others find light in the darkness. And let's get into it and not waste a single moment of time. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that today I have a guest that is so unique and different than other guests we've had before. I have Corbin Dooley here. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's nice to see you, Cher. Corbin, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about what you're doing in this world. You've made such an impact in music. And uh, tell me a little bit about your company and what you've been doing. Well, I appreciate you having me, Cher. I am the founder and creative director of Bikini Wax Records, and which I started and today uh, work with a few other people who we have been creating a, a wide variety of music, especially over the last couple of years, and now in process of releasing some music um, of my own under the Bikini Wax Records label. Um, I come from a music industry background over a few decades, uh, living in Nashville, New York, and now in Los Angeles, uh, working at indie labels as well as major labels on the technical side, as well as on the creative and on the marketing and business side. I've been lucky enough to travel and live in a few different environments and also been, as we alluded to, on radio. I was on 91X in San Diego and I'm an alumni of KXCI in Tucson. And 
I've also been lucky to do some concert promotion and some other things to allow me to get a little bit of a rounded education around music. Yeah. Well, you do have a radio voice. There's no doubt about it. I can, it's, it's soothing, actually. <laughs> you have a very soothing voice. This Thank is, you. It's very nice. I am so happy to have you here because music is also a passion of mine. Um, I've, I, I actually led worship at a really large church for about uh, eight or nine years. And, um, and even when we recorded some albums, and during that time, I honestly can say that music hits us in a different type of place that really nothing else does. Um, what are some reasons that you were gravitated towards the, um, doing music? Uh, early in life, uh, it was music lessons, piano and guitar and drums, and um, realizing my individuality in what the teachers wanted to teach and what I wanted to learn. Um, I think that was my way uh, when I was young to learn how to um, survive, you know, through different things that may have seemed important in my world, especially at the time. Um, but music was an outlet for not only creativity, but for soothing and healing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can completely identify with that. Is that some of the reason why you feel you've been called to start to do your own projects and your own music? and lean more into that? Oh, well, thank you for asking that. I, you know, having been on the technical and um, creative and on the business side of music, uh, I was very much a behind the scenes person for many years, songwriting for other people or mm. producing for other people, releasing music for other artists. Um, and I really understood that it was um, after my mom passed uh, in late 2016, I started to journal and write. Um, and I realized that I was picking up the guitar or playing piano and memorializing some of those thoughts that were in the journal to help me um, cope through um, her death. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to recognize again that music was a, a way to heal uh, for me to survive past yeah. uh, trauma. Well, at that point, back in 2016, you were simply figuring out how you needed to heal. Have you been, did you, I mean, I, right. I can imagine that in those very beginning stages of healing, um, you probably weren't thinking anything along the lines of, oh, what am I going to be doing with this? This could become lyrics. But it was just those moments where you were healing, right? You're, it's, it's very true. I, having been a, a, a producer behind the scenes for other people, I realized at that time, well, maybe it's time that I just, these songs are for me to record. Right. And I'm going to sing them and I'm going to uh, reach out to friends to help me collaborate and uh, memorialize my thoughts for myself. And at that time, it, there was a pivot in my life to realizing that my path as an artist, the, the light had been shown on that path. Yes. And that I should be comfortable and ready to make that choice um, because it is a different choice uh, in music to be behind the scenes or to be somebody who is out in front and connecting with people. And I realized, well, I'm going to memorialize the songs, record them beautifully. I'm a person in music and in most things in life where it's quality over everything. So I took a long time to write these songs and then curate them and then record them to the place where it was time for me to say, well, am I going to release them? Because is it something that I want to share? Because I've realized it's, it's important internal. for me because mm -hmm. it helps my, it helps my healing. Well, a 
few other people have heard them and said, well, Corbin, wow, you really should share because maybe this will help other people. And so that was where the moment of me saying, well, I was really doing it for myself. As most people do, they, you know, their, their own healing comes in different ways. And my healing came from a realization that people said, wow, you really should share these because I think people would really benefit, Yes, you know, from the idea of realizing they're not alone. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, um, my own journey of, uh, you bring me back to the time when I first heard that my cousin had died in a car accident and then the many oh. I've done over 200 grieving groups in the last uh, year and a half since, um, since COVID because wow. our area was hit very hard. And sometimes people had multiple family members that passed away in their home. Oh. And mm-hmm. when you were saying that I, I was brought to that place where, um, where you really don't feel hope, you know, and I feel that maybe you have experienced that time in your life where you're like, I, I know that hope exists at some place, but I don't see it. I don't feel it. It's not here for me now. And, um, and then to see you here today, you know, there has been a process, a rebirth, if you will, that has had to happen in your life for you to be able to take full circle and say, I'm ready to put this out in the world. Um, in that beginning stage of where you're at, can you remember some of the thoughts that helps you begin to realize there is light? I just need to just inch my way there. Can you remember some of the things that helped you move forward? I can. And, um, I, I want to also say that, um, thank you for understanding. And I know, you know, you, you have been, as you alluded to, you've been, that's intense trauma that you've been through and, um, and finding the path to, to it is, it's so important. Um, there were dark times, you know, my, there is a history of mental illness in my family and on my mom's side, and she struggled with depression, you know, my entire life. And um, it was just so rarely talked about. I grew up in the, you know, in Arkansas, and then in Tennessee, and wow, there was just very little conversation um, about the topic. Um, the topic of mental illness in general. Part of what I realized was my, um, I, I guess the, you know, in those dark early times, you know, after my mom passed tragically in late 2016, the, the tactic that was my first survival tactic was to talk about it and not be afraid to talk about it. And that was the, the biggest challenge is, especially older man, I was taught to you know internalize emotions and my mom to her credit, because she had so many challenges, really tried to educate my father and I to the idea of communication was important mm. and, and talking about the challenge. What are you feeling? is a good question to ask. That's different than a whole lot of other questions. So specifically to try to find hope, I think is what you were alluding to in your question. The dark days, I could see them and to try to see the light or find hope, I wrote songs. Mm -hmm. That's one of my survival tactics. Now, I then also would communicate to people who were close in my life about the way that I was feeling and the fact that I was writing songs that were about depression. Reflecting and that, about, yes. Mm-hmm. But, Reflecting Yes, that same but thing. still mm-hmm. trying to see the light, yes. right? Or find hope. I have a song on my, the Western Trauma album called See the Light. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. And there's, a, you know, some other you know, titles on that record that are, really heavy titles that allude to things that there's a song called pain. I mean, just specifically because people deal with trauma. Everybody has trauma 
in their life. I don't care where you are on the planet. We are connected through trauma. So I feel like we can connect as, as you have very much alluded to share, you can connect through hope. I, you know? I believe and, that. And you choose hope. I know you choose hope, right? Exactly. And I can say though, that that's kind of what I, I wanted to address anyway. And then you came my way and said, let's do an interview is how it's okay for us to recognize when we're in a space that we can't yet see that hope. You know, it's okay for us to recognize that we're in that place and that there's that there is hope in the future, but right now we need to take care of ourselves. And um and that's why I brought you back to that place for a moment to say, you know, what was it that helped you take care of yourself in that moment? Because we can't jump in that space straight to no, there's hope. Now just choose it. You know, it's it's not that simple. And um, I mean, was there ever a time that you just put on headphones yourself and just found music that you could just feel lifted up and, and, you know, not even be creative, just listen to music? Was there a time you can remember doing that? My entire life, I feel like music has been a healing tonic um, for a variety of situations. Do you remember any particular artists that you know, when you're in a place, even now, I mean, you know, the road is up and down. When you're in a place where you're like, I, I need, I need something. Who are the artists that you usually go to that kind of brings you to the place you need to be? The Specifically, I would say on re- related to the, the recent trauma that I faced uh, in 2016 with my mom passing, I turned to artists like Tom Waits and Nick Cave and Leonard Cohen and Waylon Jennings. Those were the artists that I listened to for a variety of reasons related to why they chose to write about trauma in the way that they did, which in my opinion was all very alternative. Yes. And, um, uh, that's where I consider myself as a musician. Uh, I mean, I can just picture, that, I could just picture you um, just saying, okay, that's it. Music is my place. I have to listen to this. I need to get myself, I have to get myself to a place of calm, right? Isn't that the first thing we do is we're just like, we need to get to a place of calm. And then once we're at that baseline, then we can say, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? You know, and then your next step writing and journaling and that kind of thing started really taking place. Is that after 2016, do you feel that you were journaling more often or what was it that made that a real coping mechanism for you as you started writing? I um, I've journaled all my life. Uh, It's uh, something that was uh, a habit that, uh, you know, my mom suggested that I do and she called it that instead of a diary to make it easier for me to understand again as um, uh, a young man growing up in the south yes. you know you're taught to be tough right and so I <laughs> I thought it was a smart tactic to write about the way that I was feeling mm-hmm. and uh, so I continued to do it after uh, my mom passed I recognized quickly that I was just writing a lot about the way I was feeling and it was just filling up a lot of volumes and the the themes were recurring. So I I, I recognized that um, and typically that's the way songs start for me uh, and have in the past for other um, artists that I've written for or, or I've produced for. I'm writing in my journal some thoughts about, you know, uh, an experience that we had together and that goes into the manifestation of a song. Yeah. And in this way, it was just me by myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, technology is so beautiful these days that even if you don't have a guitar or a piano, you can use your phone to create. Yeah. Um, uh, And so the, the ability to let go and allow your right brain and the creative path to 
illuminate some hope. Well, that's what I found mm-hmm. in, in journaling and then taking those journals into songs. But it's like you said, the topics that you're hitting are serious and deep, you know, and it takes a lot of courage to be able to say, I'm going to take these things that I wrote as personal healing for myself and make it into a song and then put it out there for other people to also identify with. Um, Tell me a little bit about how that journey of how you found that courage. Oh, well, that's very nice of you to say. And I, yeah, I think I alluded to it a little earlier of that transition piece of being a producer and a songwriter for other people and then realizing, wow, I'm writing all these things and then I'm going to record them because it made me feel better to record them. Because during the process of recording, I'm talking about the trauma with people that I'm collaborating with in the studio while we're playing guitar. Exactly. So I'm in, in, in talking about it and hearing them respond and, and then memorializing that musically. Well, then that, that brought the healing journey to, to another stage. And then the next stage has gotten to this place of, wow, well, I've, mixed the record and then I've mastered the record. Mm -hmm. So all the technical parts of achieving the quality over everything mantra that I want has been achieved. So now I'm listening to the record and what's next? I asked myself and then, well, do I share it? Well, and, 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 you know, because it was just really meant for me and wow, Ooh, that's kind of scary to share it with other people. It kind of makes me uncomfortable then again, you know, some people that I trust and love said, well, I think the record sounds really good. You've achieved the quality over everything. So do you think it would help other people? And I thought, well, maybe it would. And so then it's just about the mental shift of agreeing to that and share that. That was hard for me. I can um, imagine. I, I will say, um, I just, I've just not been used to being the person uh, you know, who's going to step out. I'm, I'm going to, I like being that wizard, the technical guy behind the control board, you know, doing the stuff for other people. I've just done it my entire life. And I liked that role. Um, and I've been lucky to work with some amazing, you know, very successful artists. I also like being way behind the scenes. And now this is, yeah, it's super personal. It also feels like it's where I am in my life. I'm ready to to do this because this is what I'm meant to do. It's my purpose in life Yeah, is to be able to help others heal through my music Yeah, and hopefully encourage other people. That really is what it's all about anyway, is helping others, whether you do it on a large platform or a small, but I'm wondering, you keep mentioning sharing these songs with some people that you trusted and getting feedback. Can you remember a time when you shared one of these personal songs with somebody and it just was all of that that you talked about was going, Oh my gosh, I'm about to share this. And can you remember a time when that happened and how that went for you? I'd love to hear about it. Uh, It was intense. Uh, Yes. I, I had a demo of three songs and I had recorded them with a couple of people that I work with on the regular and you know they were sketches, so they didn't sound fantastic. But then I, I shared them with a, a friend uh, who is who creates with me, but he also does a lot of work in in finance. So he lives most of his day in day out life, you know, in his I would call it the left brain world. And he's very successful in that. He's also a great songwriter, you know. Um, but I shared these with him, and he hadn't heard them, and he was. Um, he got very emotional with me and he is a sensitive man, but he got emotional. And I realized, wow, that was the moment that was the, I call it the the tipping point uh, for the, you know, the Malcolm Gladwell moment of what happened. And that for me was the moment of, I think I'm going to continue on the path and, and memorialize the rest of these, um, 
you know, they, they really touched on a lot of the same theme, but the, it was curious how the entries all felt lined up and there are, there were 14 songs on this album and, um, 13 ended up making the record and they literally are almost in my journal as one, two, three, four, five, six like that. And, 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 and it, cause it was just one of those periods where it was, you know, a four to five day, just very fast experience of writing them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, I, I think a lot of musicians talk about the aspect of the way that music just kind of pours out. And you know the melodies mm-hmm. come, and it just is. Um, and I'm I'm a person who hears the melodies, and then I you know take the guitar and you know, the piano, and I memorialize them, have a sketch, work on them a little bit more, and then I try to send them to a friend and say, hey, what do you think? You know, and um, well, I I'll mean, say, hey, Don, there, what do you no, think? You know, <laughs> right? There's no yeah. risk at all in doing that when it's somebody else's stuff, but when it was your own, and you gave it to that human that you've been working with, I can, you just, it was the look in his eyes, right? I mean, did he just, you knew right away, like, oh my gosh, made he a, touched his heart. Yeah, it, it made a, a very, a, an impact. And it made me feel like, wow. wow, I should continue to do it. And I I also think at that point, it probably was personal for me because he knows me. Mm. The, yes. the first time that, um, someone heard the music who did not know me um, has been rather recent. And the, the, uh, I am receiving a lot of the same response, which is that I think that there will be people who will benefit um, and that you made a good choice to not just keep it to yourself. um, You know, because you're very, thank you. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's your very uh, first single. I know it, it's it's. Hey, we're 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 not in the same room, so sometimes <laughs> these things are going to happen. <laughs> um, but your very first single is dropping basically the same day that this podcast is coming out today, and um, and I've listened to the song a few times. I have to say that from a counselor's perspective, from a life coach's perspective. I think touching on the healing journey that humans go through um, wrapped around the subject of suicide is absolutely amazing. What's the title of the song? Suicide Survivors Club. And when I first heard that, I thought Suicide Survivors Club could go in a lot of directions. And I think it may, I think you, I think you were very smart in that, uh, that choice of, because you think, what in the world is this going to be about? Um, I felt very much as I was listening to your song that it spoke to the um, the journey that people go through that are left behind after someone commits suicide. Is that that that's the way it spoke to me? I, um, that is that uh, is is the nature of where it was written from. I think music is always okay. subjective and people can interpret. Um, but yes, that is I am a, a three times suicide survivor. So, wow. Yeah. I think that there needs to be more people that um, are willing to speak of that as a, in the form that you are of calling it survival. Because, um, because I think that there's so many people, and for this, for somebody that's been through it like you, and also for those that are trying to support people that have been through it, because they don't understand that it feels like survival. It doesn't feel like, oh yeah, I was someone left behind, you know, they're left behind now I'm moving on mourning. It's a different type of mourning. Um, This particular song being the first one that you're releasing, how was it, you spoke a little bit and I didn't know this, that it's basically in order somewhat, but how is it that you chose this particular song to launch? Because it is a huge subject. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, and I would say that the title of the song, Being Suicide Survivors Club, when I was asked if there was one song that encapsulated the message of the entire album, what song would it be? I said, 
Suicide Survivors Club. And Mm -hmm. the record starts with that song and position one and ends at song number 13 with a song called Survival Tactics, which is a song of beautiful hope that I feel like is a great way to end the record. Well, when I get the whole record in my hands, I'll tell you, I probably would have, this is what I would have done. If I would have, I was able to listen to that single and I love it. And I'm, I, I, I encourage everyone to download it. Um, it's, it's going to be something that can speak to so many hearts. Um, but if I would have had the whole album, I probably would have been that person that listened to the first and then snapped all the way down and listened to that last one. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, oh, I want to hear this last song. So I'm sure that each one is going to have that impact. But when we're unpacking this song that people can find right now, you start by talking about courage. Um, You open up the whole song by speaking about courage. Is that something that, um, why, why is it that you chose that as the opening? Because for me, music, it hits you. You don't have to say much. But like you said, the mind is much faster and works so fast. And right away, images, images, images will fly in your mind just by one line. And I feel like that opening line did that for me. Where I was like, wow, yes, it takes a lot of courage. And I did. And so share with me, how how is it that you chose that? And what does courage mean to you? I'm glad that the aspect of that uh, line was impactful for you. And uh, that line, it's very simple, keep your courage up, is my self, you know, and I'm, I'm on that microphone and I'm saying it to myself. And this is what I encourage other people to do. It's something in the darkest times, if you can keep your courage up and you can use that to think, well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, well, then you'll be able to face all of those pivots in life that sometimes those pivots lead to trauma but if you mm-hmm. hold yourself and believe that you will be able to persevere well i believe you will and that for me is the meaning behind courage i had a parent sit with me um, not so long ago and they told me that it took every ounce of their own courage just to be able to show up at the meeting with me, just to show up. And I told them, you know, it's amazing that you're here right now. And I think sometimes we need to understand that it's a series of small steps. You know, you didn't go straight from 2016 till today uh, over um, overnight. You know, it's a series of small steps of courage that take us to where then we're at a place where we can see what our Agreed. purpose is. You know, um, I just imagine that that person, that one parent saying that one thing to me of being courageous enough to even share that that was the space that they were in. But that is humans. That's what you said. Trauma is what we all face. It's different types of trauma. It's different levels of trauma, but it's there and it's present. It's a is, beautiful thing you said that I want to interject. Um, that, and I'm glad that you brought this up. And you said something showing up, um, and you know, people can't show up for you if you don't communicate. And it's so beautiful that they've reflected to you that, like, hey, you were there, and it's so hard to sometimes just be present, if, you know, for somebody else during trauma, and the most beautiful thing that you can do is, is show up and listen. And I just, I believe that that message is something that you communicate, share, you know, through this podcast. And it's one of the reasons I was so excited to join you here. I think that, um, that that's something that both of us have in common, but I think all of us have in common is that sometimes we forget the power of communication and we're tempted to withdraw and we're tempted to go into a very uh, dark place. 
And I think that it's about time that we shed light on that and just say that's part of being a human being. That's not being any different than any other person, whether you're a parent that had trouble getting their child to school, whether you're someone who has memories of, of, uh, of, of a, a friend relative or otherwise committing suicide or your own suicidal thoughts, yes. trauma is going to affect our life. You know, and the more that we confront it, turn around and say, hello, there you are again, the more likely we are to find our path forward. Um, that's just kind of what I'm, I feel like I'm learning from you is here's two people that have chosen completely different paths in our life. But, um, but what you're speaking to is a human situation. Uh, what are some of the things that you would say to someone who is in that dark spot, no matter what it is that they're going through, mm. that you would give them some encouragement right now? Well, the communication is the biggest piece, you know, and it, talking about it to somebody, uh, anyone, um, is the method that is most important. And that helps then to let go of some of the energy inside that is being held by the sheer act of communication. And then the, the other person, well, maybe they're able to lend that soothing shoulder or just be a confident listener and not say anything. That's a, a beautiful path that I I really encourage people is communicate to somebody that you feel this way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've chosen a few other things and they're my tactics, as I call them, my survival tactics. Um, meditation. I think it's uh, something that is, you can do for 30 seconds or three minutes or three hours and it's free. It's very challenging to calm the mind. There's a lot of ways that these days we can meditate and where, wherever we are. I, I find that to be a tactic that's helpful. Have, do you meditate, Cheryl? Yes. And practicing mindfulness is a, the form of, a form of meditation within, in and of itself of saying that I'm going to be quiet in this moment of peace yes, and to find quiet in this world. <laughs> and sometimes quiet is with some soothing music or some, but quieting the mind, right? Is, is the whole part of meditation that brings us to a place of peace that we can then see where the light is. Right. Agreed. Exactly. Just for those deep breaths in the oxygen that we need. I know many times if I, if I'm in front of a child, uh, especially who's in the middle of a panic attack, mm. I know that I need to help them get oxygen to the brain. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done when someone's <laughs> having a panic attack, right? Because Very they're, much. they're, you know, they're heightened and right. But why is that? It's because we as humans need that full oxygen, that full place of peace and quiet to be able to calm those thoughts so we can walk forward into our best life. Um, so meditation, it's a huge part of it. Um, journaling comes from meditation, sometimes after meditation, right? That's right. Do you right. have like an actual step-by-steps -step that you do or? I, 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 you know, meditation is a key one for me. I'm also, somebody who was, uh, about 20 years ago, I was introduced to yoga, and I love yoga, mm -hmm. and so I try to practice on my own, cost me not a cent, you know, in my house, I can do it on a towel or on a mat, it doesn't matter where you are, and it's something to, I believe, again, that is something that, you know, at, at its core, you're moving energy through your body. You're moving blood through your body with yoga. And it in itself also helps to calm your mind while your body is either becoming more flexible or you're actually doing movements quickly to elevate your heart rate. 
it just there are a yeah. lot of benefits to yoga and that's been the another hate, one the of mind my... body connection yes i'm a i'm a big proponent of diet you know it's very easy to when you're in a dark place want to go and get fast food because it's easy it's a lot harder to want to eat right um and um diet i believe you know what put if you put something that's healthy in your body, you know, well, then you're gonna, you're gonna feel healthy and happier. And maybe you're fighting that depression in that dark place off a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there isn't a place for, you know, fast food and comfort food. I love macaroni and cheese. Uh, it's, uh, and you know, lots of kids do. It's just that tended to be when I was younger the comfort food that my grandmother or mom would make if I was um, stressed out or, you know, uh, being dramatic for, you know, kid reasons. But it doesn't mean they're less important. It just means that they're happening. And you have a lot of experience with, you know, with children and and with parents. You know, I I can only imagine the, the levels of trying to, educate children with survival tactics because you know they they communicate in a different way right 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 but i do also find that children are sometimes in that open space where they're Uh, they're uh they're used to learning mm -hmm. learning is a part of their everyday life Mm. they expect that they're going to be learning Uh and Uh, I think that's why conversations like this are so important is because a lot of the traumas that are going to hit us are going to hit us in our adult life. And what we are going to want to do is revert back to anything that our mind, our mind is just going to be looking, what can I do? What can I do? And, and then it's our job as adults to say, number one, even though I'm not a child, I need to have kind of a mind of a child in order to be soft enough and pliable enough to be able to find what I need to heal. And then two, to be able to choose the resources that you can glean from, from the past that's helpful. You know, I mean, we could choose many of that aren't helpful (laughs) and we see where that road goes as well. If we choose to overeat, to be able to feel better, well, now we have a whole nother problem and that's our health. But if we say, you know what, music helped me. You know what? I remember that in in spite of it all and everything my mom was going through with mental health, she encouraged me to write. And then you chose to lean on those things, which is really powerful to pause and consider. Because yeah. if we want to find success and we be, and and scientifically success success is attached to our levels of hope, um we need to be able to deal with trauma in a healthy way. You know, we need to find the way to do that as adults. Um, so in your question, roundabout way, uh, yeah, working with kids can be tough. It can also be uh, easy because they're pliable. They're they're just like, oh, well, wh- what can we try? We're going to try breathing. Let's do it. We're right. going to try writing. Let's do it. We're going to meditate. Sure. sure. So how about we take that on? You know, how much quicker can we heal when we say, all right, let's just try? Let's try some healthy steps. Yep. I agree. um, You've touched on all of these. Sorry, got a Uh, bit of a tangent. No, it's amazing. I I just, I, the the thing for me was the idea of, you know, the survival tactics and you've listed them on how they, you know, the differences are maybe, but then how some of them are exactly the same, regardless of how old you are. Yeah. Regardless of how old you are, exactly. Here's something else I heard while you were talking that is so interesting to me in my studies of um, of how people can be resilient and find more hope, as, as we've been talking about in our mini series here and there in this particular podcast. Um, there's, there's certain things that we have that always work well. And when trauma happens, we we like that one part is broken and takes a long time to heal. But there's another part that can work well. And I see that that happened in you. And let me show you, let me tell you what I'm talking about. You had an event 
one of several from what you just mentioned, we won't have time to get into it, event of your mother dying. That's needed time to heal. But what you did know is that you know how to do the music industry and how to help people with music and how to touch people's lives with music. Mm. So you began this process of practicing something that works for you. And you did it over and over again. And that is what trains our mind. And the mind was thinking, yeah, this is something you do well. And this circle, if there are those of you that are watching, I'm making a little circle with my hands, was moving slower. And it was slowly moving along the path of writing and figuring it out for yourself and then recording and then sharing with others. And when the two of those come together, then you're ready to follow your passion in life. And those two coming together, you practicing a healthy um, cycle over and over again of things that are successful in a life that had nothing to do with your personal life over here. Now the two are coming together. And I feel like that must feel amazing. How does that feel in, within you to have that coming together right now in your life? Oh, well, it's a, a beautiful reflection that you say that. Thank you for saying it. I, I would like to think that that uh, is the path. It feels very true in the way that you're describing it. And um, it's something that is my journey has been, uh, um, I would say, at this point, experienced. And I've allowed myself to be fluid in the different paths that I've chosen. This feels to be the true path that I was meant to take. It's like I get a sense from talking to you of uh, a real sense of peace uh, oh. in your journey. Um, and that's, that's not present with everyone. I think that does come from that place of you allowing yourself to walk through this whole process to be ready to launch uh, these songs out into the world. And... Um, I mean, I'm going to be looking forward to hearing all of them, but just even this first one that it builds, it speaks of the whole process we've just talked about kind of in a song, because you do start off a little bit um, raw and not very many, much instrumental, and then the song builds and begins to really take on its own to where I think at the end, I don't remember the line, but there was something that you were saying while the music was, it was like something like, a very encouraging, oh my gosh, what was it? You were saying I'm surviving. something about, <laughs> I'm surviving. I'm, so, and then it was more of like a, it was more of like a, 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 a conqueror type of feeling by the end is I'm surviving. I'm surviving rather than uh, the, the first part, which was a uh, slow, you know, a little bit more uh, quiet. And I just feel like listening to that song and now understanding more where you're coming from, it gives me, it helps me feel courageous. So I really do thank you for uh, putting this song out and also for taking it seriously, you know, oh. and wanting it to be just right. And it's, it's coming across beautifully in my ears. I know that my listeners are going to love it no matter where they're at. They should download it, share it. Where can they find it? You have to tell us right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Cher, thank you so much for saying all those wonderfully beautiful things. Uh, it really, uh, it really seriously warms my heart that, um, you know, you've taken the time and energy to um, bring me here today, but to also just continue to do what you're doing with this. Um, the focus mindset is, is so beautiful, what you're doing. And, um, I'm appreciative of you taking the time to talk about um, the music today and uh, Suicide Survivors Club, uh, my new single from my album Western Trauma is available today on all platforms. So I will look forward to... So what type of music would you... You said, uh, you said alternative, but there's definitely a country feel going on so what what are you calling this genre of what's what's your genre my genre is alternative i'm an alternative singer songwriter gotcha you had mentioned it earlier but the western trauma hmm 
I believe that this somewhere uh, lies in the lane of what I think about when I think about country, but people think about country in a different way. I think about country in an alternative way. So this is my view of country. And a lot of people thought, well, it sounds more like old school Western. And that's where the title of the record came from is Western Trauma. Okay. See, I was wondering about that because it does have that feel. It has a very old, not old, but like a very seasoned type of feeling to it. But um, my favorite genre is alternative. So I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is alternative right here. But the new um, the new Western, the music that's coming out of country uh, recently has been a lot more influenced, I think, by alternative. So. I think you're right in the fact that it can either actually it could it could be on either radio station and it would fit right in. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you're you're kind to say that. And I just I so appreciate you uh, again having me share. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad that you were here. I we are going to hear more of you. Uh such a unique story of uh like we've had a few others on this program of trauma to triumph. And um, even though we are all a work in progress and we're going to continue to see where your life takes you on your journey in this moment in time right now, I'm glad we got to pause and see where you've come to where you are now moving into a whole new place in your life, launching this amazing project. Um, Western Trauma is going to, I don't know when the full album is going to be, but I know you guys are going to be coming out with more and more singles until they can have the full 13 songs. That's what I'm after. <laughs> but right now, hop over to wherever you get your music and uh, and download the song because you will not regret it. You're going to love it. Um, I know that I got it on SoundCloud, but I'm sure that we can hop on all of the major places to get music, right? Spotify, Apple, Tidal, YouTube, all the lovely platforms. It'll be there today. All right. Do you have any other last things that we've missed that you would like to say to people that are building up their hope right now in their life? Communicate and talk about your sadness and the way that you're feeling. Make sure that you try to find ways to employ your own survival tactics and self-care, believe in yourself, and keep your courage up. And thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much, Sharon. Really appreciate this. Hope you have a beautiful day. Believe in yourself and keep your courage up. Yes, Corbin, that's exactly what my battle cry is going to be moving into the next few weeks to come. If you are somebody that this resonates with, maybe you've been sitting in a dark place. Maybe you've been looking for the light to move towards. I want you to know that I'm here with you. You are never alone with the focused mindset. You had enough courage to turn on this podcast and listen clear till the very end. Because Corbin has a message for you and so do I. And it's that there is a light. There is hope. And you just need to take the very next step towards what you know you need to do. And you'll find the place you need to be. Don't forget to check my show notes and visit thefocusedmindset.com for more solution-focused information. I will see you next week. And until next time, keep in touch and take care. 